Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. And you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. And I did this on Mother's Day, but I also wanted to do it Father's Day and ask for songs that I was expecting more stuff like um, you can't roll a skate in a buffalo herd. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor when it, you know. I did get In a God of Vida as one of the songs that reminds people of dad. I was thinking of, of, of those, those silly songs that we have. But, you know, it, it, was, it was very touching. The, 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 a lot of responses about how important that relationship is between a, a father and a, a, a child. And I think it's a, it's a relationship that you know, I, I think sometimes gets underplayed. You know, it, it's a relationship that's been abused. Let's, let's be honest with that, uh, where dads have not taken the responsibility that they've needed to take with their kids. But we're reminded as people of faith of, of the relationship that really matters. And that's the relationship we have with our Heavenly Father. So I just wanted to, you know, as just kind of close out remembering our dads, this, uh, this song, one of my favorite songs about our Heavenly Father. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The father turned his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one. Bring Mary, child, to glory. upon his shoulder ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished his dying has brought me life. I know that it is fitting. I will not boast 
did any no gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. Why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give it. I know with all my heart His wounds have paid my ransom. Let us pray. Oh God, we, we thank you for the love that you have given us, a love that, that gave us your son as a guide, as a way to look at how we should relate to one another, but how you gave your son to die for us so that we may have life and have life abundantly. So God, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, uh, I'll admit that there are times in my life where I like to be prideful. I like to boast about those things or, or situations or occasions that I've had. And I know that's not right. You know, prideful, being prideful is not, not a good thing. But there's something that has, has kind of slipped in and taken over just the, the normal uh, bout of pride. A, a comedian and a writer for the uh, TV show Parks and Recreation, his name is uh, Harris Wettles, Wittles, W-I-T-T-L-E-S. He uh, coined a term called the humble brag. How many of you all heard of the humble brag or know what a humble brag is? Okay. A humble brag is something where you're bragging about something that you have done or something that you have, have accomplished, but then you, you kind of undercut it a little bit with some self-deprecation. That way you're saying, well, you know, I'm bragging about this, but I'm really not bragging about it. But really, come on, let's be serious. You're really bragging about it. <laughs> He's gone so far. I think he's, he's going to be putting out a book because he has a, a Twitter feed that he has asked people that if you see someone doing a humble brag on Twitter or on Facebook to tag it with his Twitter handle. And I, I forgot to write down exactly what that handle is. But here is a couple of those humble brags that he has on his Twitter feed. The first one, and it doesn't say who said them. It's probably a good thing, but I'm sure you can find it if you scrolled. If you could ask a U.S. president a question in confidence, what would it be? Don't be a dummy like me and ask for his tie. Okay. Did you see the humble brag there? He's bragging that they had a chance to have a confident, uh, in, in confidence meeting with the president. But they're saying, you know, just to, you know, 
trying to undercut it. Okay, let me. <laughs> let me try this one, and then and I'll just move on. That awkward moment, now this is a humble, this is not me, this is a humble brag that was on Twitter that I saw. That, that awkward moment when you go to bodybuilding.com and the graphic on the left side is you. <laughs> well, duh, of course you want to be on bodybuilding.com if you're a bodybuilder. I think Paul, if he had a chance to see where the heights of this humble brag has gone, his head would spin. He would go, that's not what we are about, and that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Our scripture talks about bragging today, but the type of brag and the source of the brag is different. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles, if you have them, to Romans 5, uh, verses 1 through 8, or you can follow along with the words up on the screen. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, since we have been made righteous through his faithfulness, we have peace with our God through Jesus Christ. We have access by faith into this grace by which we stand through him, and we boast in the hope of God's glory. But not only that, we even take pride in our problems because we know that trouble produces endurance. Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. This hope doesn't put us to shame because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us while we were still weak at that right moment Christ died for ungodly people. It isn't often that someone will die for a righteous person, though maybe someone might dare to die for a good person. But God showed his love for us because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Did you hear Paul's boast? It wasn't about the churches he started. It wasn't about the type of ministry that he had. His boast was in the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope of God's glory. And this isn't the only time that we find Paul boasting in Scripture. There are other times where Paul boasts on other people around him and, and the work that they have been able to do. In Galatians chapter 6, 14, he talks about boasting in the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That type of boasting isn't just something that Paul did, but if we go back into the Psalms, we can see that boasting in God was an important part of their lives as well. Roman, but Psalms 34.2 says, My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it 
and rejoice. See, we can boast because we have this peace in Jesus Christ. We can boast because we know that it doesn't matter, that, that there's nothing that we can do that can earn us the love and grace of Jesus Christ. We boast because we know God has loved us so much that despite how much we mess up, how much we, we fail, that love will always be, accept, be there for us. There's a phrase also in this passage that, that really stuck out with me uh, whenever I started to prepare for the sermon last week. And that's when Paul, earlier in, in verse 1, says these words. We have peace with our God through Jesus Christ. We have peace in our God through Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's hard for me to understand exactly what Paul is meaning there, and I will totally admit I probably don't have it right now. But whenever I think of having something through Jesus Christ, it means that I am in full relationship with him. I'll tell you, it's become an obsession of mine this week. What exactly does it mean to be through Jesus Christ? I've had other obsessions before, but this one has really kind of gotten a hold of me. There was a time in college I had this obsession that I refused to tell people, uh, how, ask people how they're doing. You know, that you know, casual conversation when you're walking by and you say, well, hi, Jason. And Jason says, hi, Chris. How you doing? I don't really care what Jason's, how Jason's doing. I'm just <laughs> passing him in the hallway. <laughs> and I really don't have time for him to tell me how he's doing because I'm trying to get somewhere else. <laughs> See, we've done that, haven't we? We have kids, and we know that our kids and grandkids, they go through a phase where they'll only eat one thing. And it doesn't matter what you put on their plate. If they don't have that one thing, they're not going to eat. See, this is my kind of uh, obsession for the moment. And I think it's a good obsession because it helps us to see what our relationship through Christ means. I think if we were to live our hearts and minds truly through Christ, we would see that we must submit to God's plan. We must submit to how God is leading us and how God is moving us. Whenever I think of submitting to plans, I, I, I go straight to the book of Jonah. And I look at his story and how Jonah came to uh, be a prophet of God and God called Jonah to go and preached to the people of Nineveh. But Jonah didn't want to do that. Jonah did not want to submit to what God called him to do. So Jonah did what most Christians do when God tells them to do something. They run. He took off. But we see God's love and grace through the story of Jonah. God could have just given up on him and said, okay, well, I'll just find somebody else to do that. And some people see God's vengeance when Jonah threw himself over the side of the boat and was swallowed up by a well. But, you know, I think that was God saying, Jonah, I have you. 
I'm taking care of you. And while you may have fallen into the ocean, you could have easily just drowned, but my love and my protection will hold you for three days. Now imagine that imagery as Christians, the whole three-day thing. And then Jonah was spit out onto the beach. And then he submitted to God's will and went and preached the good news to those in Nineveh. How many times in our lives have we ran from what God has called us to do? How many times do we, when we look back and we see that God didn't just abandon us, but God gave us ways that we could listen and then fully submit to his plan. See, that's what working through Christ is all about. It's allowing us to fully submit so God can work in and through us. And once we learn to submit in God's plan, we depend on the body of Christ. We depend on each other. Now, I'm not going to go too much in this because I preached a sermon a couple of weeks ago about this, but I think it's important to remember that we cannot do this thing called life alone. That's why we have this congregation. That's why we have friends in God, in Christ, to help us grow and live and move why I'm excited about Vacation Bible School. That's why I'm excited about Mission Trip. That's why I'm excited about the different ministries that our church is about because it's a chance for us to come together, to allow different gifts to, to bubble up so that more people can experience the fullness of God through First United Methodist Church of Royce City. Once we submit, once we allow the whole body of Christ to work what God has called us to do, then we just exalt Christ. Paul talks about how we preach Christ crucified. Every single activity that we do as a church should scream the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Every single moment, every single place that we move, every single fiber of our being should say, I am one who has been redeemed by Jesus Christ. And I want to share that love openly with everyone so that the story that I have received through the love in Jesus Christ can become their story. And then they can share that story with those that they love. And they can make that introduction so that the Christ that we know can become the Christ that others know. See, it's more than just saying that Jesus is the way. That's important. Please hear me. I'm saying that that is very important. But when we are working through Christ then we live out our lives the way Christ lived out his life for the least, for the lost, for those who have abandoned all hope, for those who are boastful in themselves, 
for those who just need to know that somebody cares for them, that somebody loves them, that somebody has compassion for them. Not to give them a handout, not to give them something that they'll just take for a moment, but something that will enrich their lives so they can have life abundantly. Let us pray. Dear God, on this day, as we give thanks for the dads in our lives, for those men in our lives who have guided and led us, help us to remember our Heavenly Father. Help us to remember you and how you have given us an opportunity through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ to, to know you wholly, to know you fully, to be in an intimate relationship with you so that our entire lives just shout out that we are children of God and that we live in your unshakable kingdom. So God, as we move through this summer, as we move through this next phase of ministry of First United Methodist Church of Royce City, give us your life and give it to us abundantly so that we may boast fully in you and not ourselves. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.